The death and resurrection of Christ are the catalytic events of our faith and the cornerstone of our theology. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 through 19, that if Jesus did not bodily rise from the dead as the first fruits of believers, biblical faith is false and ineffective. Preaching is useless, and the witnesses were liars. Sin remains unforgiven, and believers die without hope. But I praise God today, Easter 2020, that Jesus did physically rise from the dead, and because he rose from the dead, we will rise too. Go with me in your Bibles to Job chapter 19. Job 19, verses 25 through 27. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. My heart faints within me. The story of Job is an interesting one to be sure. But perhaps the Holy Spirit intended more in Job's words than even he himself understood. The declaration that Job makes is this, I know that my Redeemer lives. And that declaration is what Easter is all about. Easter is the culmination of Jesus' earthly ministry, and it's the starting point of our faith. If Jesus had merely been crucified and then not raised from the dead... All we believe and all we practice would be in vain. My hope is that each one of you listening to this message can say confidently with Job, I know that my Redeemer lives. You know, the word Redeemer is significant. In Bible times, a Redeemer or a kinsman Redeemer was someone who had the right and duty to vindicate someone of near kin who suffered wrong. It was someone who bought back a forfeited inheritance, who redeemed a slave, who avenged the slain, or someone who perpetuated a family name and inheritance. In the Old Testament, the kinsman redeemer is a beautiful type of Christ. We can see this imagery on full display in the story of Ruth, the Moabite. See, she was a widow that remarried a man named Boaz. When she married him, she and her inheritance were redeemed. She then became a sharer in his wealth and social standing. She also holds the esteemed title of great-grandmother to King David and is one of only five women listed in the genealogy of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 1. In the Bible, the kinsman redemption was of both persons and inheritance. I want you to think about this. And the Redeemer must be related. It must be a kinsman to you. The Redeemer must also have the capacity or ability to redeem. The redemption is only complete when the Redeemer pays the just demand in full. Thinking along those lines, our heavenly inheritance was mortgaged by sin, and we were unable to redeem it. 
Christ is related to humanity in that he was God in flesh appearing and he lived on the earth as a human. He lived a sinless life as a human and that qualifies him to redeem us. He is in essence our kin. He was able to pay your debt and remove your mortgage and provide you with a new settlement of your inheritance. He satisfied God's justice for sin on your behalf. He paid it all in full for you and for me. Jesus Christ, the only begotten son of our heavenly father, is indeed our redeemer and he lives lives presently, not once a long, long time ago, but he lives today and he is alive forevermore. See, Job had gone through it all. The loss of family and friends, loss of health and wealth. He is living in reasonable despair, but this truth grips his heart and gives him hope for a future. Understand this. We serve the only living God. And Job understood that his Redeemer lives. So no matter what we face in the here and now, there is a future there and then. Think of the joy that must have filled Ruth's heart when Boaz redeemed her. She lived in his house, in his family, for the rest of her days as a redeemed woman. The past may have brought loss and shame, but her Redeemer brought her hope and a bright future. I know we're living in some very uncertain days, and despair is knocking at each of our lives' door. Don't allow it to come in. Let your heart be filled with hope this Easter. Matthew chapter 28 tells us the story, according to Matthew, of what happened after the crucifixion. Verse 1, it says this, Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he's going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. Verse 8 says, So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them on the road. What a sight that must have been for those women who had just ran away from the empty tomb. The Bible says with fear and great joy for them to have met Jesus on the road. What a powerful, powerful moment it must have been for those who had witnessed his death to now see him alive again. And so they ran to tell his disciples 
I love how Jesus introduces himself to John in the book of Revelation. In chapter 1, verse 18, he says this, I am the living one. I died, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. I want to close by reading the words of a powerful hymn that was written by Samuel Medley in 1775. I know that my Redeemer lives. What comfort this sweet sentence gives. He lives, he lives, who once was dead. He lives, my ever-living head. He lives to bless me with his love. He lives to plead for me above. He lives my hungry soul to feed. He lives to bless in time of need. He lives to grant me rich supply. He lives to guide me with his eye. He lives to comfort me when faint. He lives to hear my soul's complaint. He lives to silence all my fears. He lives to wipe away my tears. He lives to calm my troubled heart. He lives all blessings to impart. He lives my kind, wise, heavenly friend. He lives and loves me to the end. He lives and while he lives, I'll sing. He lives my prophet, my priest, my king. He lives and grants me daily breath. He lives and I shall conquer death. He lives my mansion to prepare. He lives to bring me safely there. He lives all glory to his name. He lives my savior still the same. Oh, sweet the joy this sentence gives. I know that my redeemer lives. He lives all glory to his name. He lives my savior still the same. Oh, sweet the joy this sentence gives. I know that my redeemer lives. This Easter Sunday, you can have this same blessed assurance. Scripture declares in the book of John chapter 3 that God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. You can reach out to him in faith today and make him the Lord of your heart and the Lord of your life. So don't wait any longer. Easter Sunday would be a wonderful spiritual birthday to have. For believers listening to this message, I encourage you to celebrate the resurrection. Yes, this weekend, but not just this weekend or today, but every day. Because truly, our Redeemer lives. Amy and I miss you all very much, and we can't wait to worship together with you soon. So happy Easter, Celebrate Church. We love you. God bless you.